hello and welcome to another episode of Black Women Parlay. Now today, as with every week, I'm surrounded by amazing black women. So that's like, a, that's the get go. But this week's episode is really personal and very poignant for me because as this, as I approach 40, yes, it's next year and it's not about 40 in itself. I've never felt so good, but at the same time, I don't think that I project it from inner confidence, but I don't think and feel like I look like it matches the way I feel. And I've been going through this journey, especially since last year of, uh, I, I got this book called The Happy Hormone Diet, where I started to understand that as we get older, especially as women, and they talk about like second puberty, your body changes, how you react to food changes, you become more aware of your cycle, all of these things. And it made me say, I have to be intentional about this. I have to get to that point. Throwing two children and a body change, two children within tw- you know 21 months apart from each other. And as I went on this journey, and this has been a journey for the past two years, or yeah, two years, I was looking along, along Instagram and I came across our guest, my guest today, the wonderful Brit Tafoya, who inspired me through her story who made me think okay I'm not the only one here that has this idea and as you can see if you're watching this video and if you're not watching and you're just listening go and look at YouTube my girl is glowing picture of health you need to go and follow her on Instagram because she's got tips for days um but for now you're gonna we're gonna have a conversation and Brit's really inspired me and it's watching and really learning about consistency and all of these great tips that she's going to give us throughout this conversation today, but welcome. And thank you just for taking, taking the time to spend with me today, to spend with our audience, because the work that you're doing is really amazing. So I'm going to hand over to you first to tell, to let us know who you are and what you do. First of all, thank you for having me, Leanne. And like you said, I'm going to receive all that goodness she just poured (laughs) over into my day. Hi, I'm Britt Tafoya of Weight Warrior Woman, and I am a weight loss coach to women who have been struggling with understanding their body. Mm-hmm. I began having weight issues in my adolescence. So, I mean, women who have been struggling with their bodies since childhood and women who just never seem to understand how to lose the weight and keep it off. Those are the people that I've been, you know, cultivating everything that I create for because there's so much more to it. There's so many more root issues that need to be seen and understood and, and have those layers pulled back so they can get to the root of their problems and learn how to solve them. So it stops coming up. So it stops being an issue. So Mm -hmm. I teach weight loss from a nourishment philosophy, and I make sure that that's the foundational pillar of all of my clients' weight loss journeys. It has to be, if you want it to be lasting. And then by peeling back the layers and getting to the root issues of, um, of their weight issues. I, I teach them how to create new thoughts, new habits, new patterns, and build this healthy version of themselves mm. and literally fall in love doing it. It's how I was able to beat my eating disorder, mm. um, 
15 years ago and not have to, you know, go into clinics and things like that and get that doctor's help, I was able to change my thoughts. And, you know, I am someone who believes in God. And I was blessed with the thought that I can nourish my body. I can take care of myself, something I never knew that I could do because I always tried to lose weight with diets, with something extreme. And so I never knew I had all that power to myself. And so as a weight loss coach, I help give that power back to women and let them understand that you can do this and Mm. it is not as hard as you think it is. And as you do it, you're just going to learn yourself that much more. You're going to be that much more powerful in your everyday life because you're taking charge of your thoughts and you're following that with positive action that is just giving you outcomes in your health, your wellness, your glow, all the things. So that's what I do. (laughs) You know, that's it. That's it. Like literally a brain fart just came out because I was like, there is so much to say to that. And I think one, just from a linguistic perspective, which is really what I loved is you've shifted the narrative away from restrictive, something that takes away to nourishing and 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 I think that right there and looking at it through a different lens of to be my best self to be and when I say best you know we're not talking from behavior we're just talking to be my healthiest self what I need is nourishment not Mm -hmm. restriction in the terms of let's do these extreme diets that tell you to cut out everything under the sun because on the one hand weight loss is maths you need to burn more than you consume yes on the on the top layer but on the second layer it's what kind of things am I consuming to get to that if I'm only going to just eat salad leaves and tomato well I already know that's just water so I've got no good fats I've got no protein I've got nothing that's going to keep me so my brain's starved so how I'm feeling you know hormonally and all these other things it doesn't set you up for success. And, and you know, from the standpoint of you talking about it from a nourishment perspective, it, even just from a, you know, a mind's eye view, I could just see the, the layers going up. You're building the foundation. You're going through the process of understanding, oh, this is how I've had, and this is the kind of, you know, relationship I've had with food this is who I am. This is how I've not been treating my body well. And as you said, it's not just weight loss. It's so much, it's, it's so much more than that, especially because we're creatures of habit. Yeah. And how we see things is like, well, it's always been like that. So that's how it is. And Mm -hmm. I, and I think just the way you explained it is revolutionary because I think there's this part around a lot of weight loss models around you forever being dependent on your weight loss person whether it's I'm not going to name any large brands but you know whether it's the brands and you're forever attached to a system but nothing's really about empowering you to think for yourself and develop new habits it's it's reliance to drive the to drive the I'm going to call it I don't want to use the word capitalist but you know to drive the money machine um, and that for me is, and that for me is like the main difference with just how you're approaching everything. It's with your client's life in mind. But I wanted to get more a little bit into your story because I think that's 
that for me was also a motivational part because you're very open with the, and transparent with the pictures of yourself at different phases. Um, how is it that you really decided, I know you, you spoke about your belief in God, um, how is it that you found that moment where you were just like, do you know something, Britt? I've got to do something different here. Girl. <laughs> Girl. So like I said, I started dealing with weight issues very young. Okay. I'm about five, nine. So in middle school, I was starting to weigh like 180. You know, I started seeing that. I looked different than my friend. So I was tall, I was bigger built. And so that's when I started, you know, trying to start dieting, you know, mm. trying to try new things. And all the women around me, they had their form of weight issues, you know, like, you know, we're built, we got, we got the, the butts, the, the, all the things. And you know, like I, I heard women talking about their weight. Like it was common mm. to be like, oh, I need to lose this weight. Oh, I look fat. I'm not wearing this today. And, and hearing the way that they're dieting or they're not eating this or this new diet or all these different things. So me, little old Brittany, I took all that information and I literally had the thought as a young girl trying to lose weight that fit people, skinny people, they do not eat. Okay. So in my mind, that was my root thought. I never knew that that was what was fueling the issues that I was having with my body. Right. Nice. It started giving me like that, that detachment from myself and shame and guilt because I like to eat. I love food. Right. So, so I love food, but skinny people don't eat. I need to lose weight. I look different. I'm mocked about my weight. I made fun mm. of all this. I made fun of from my family, the shape of my body. You know what I mean? Mm. And and that's just a common thing. I'm I like, I don't know if they're coming from a loving place. I think so. You know, that it was, it was just, you know, the time period I grew up in and all the things. And so I built a lot of bad dieting habits mm. trying to be healthy. Okay. Nice. So everything I was doing, I actually thought I was being healthy because I was trying to diet and not eat because being fat is being unhealthy. That right. those were my thoughts as a young child. Mm. And so that created an eating disorder for me. I lost a ton of weight, a ton of weight in high school, but it was all rooted in bad behaviors and bad thoughts that weren't serving my well being. you know? Mm -hmm. And so yeah, diet pills. I would, you know, drink teas and things like that. I get so mad about how influencers are always pushing those teas that mm. keep you in the bathroom all the time. So I'm like, I, I created a full blown eating disorder. Like that literally atrophied my intestines. I couldn't even function without drinking those kinds of things. And I literally had to heal my body from the core, but you know, I, I mentioned the thought that I had about me being able to nourish my body, me having that revelation. And it was after me binge eating, after dieting so crazy, trying to lose weight, but my body, my body's metabolism had stalled. Okay. Mm. So I, I consistently kept gaining weight. I would go into the doctors, like, I don't know what's going on with my body. And they're like, well, are you pregnant? You know, because I was like in my 20s, I already had like my oldest daughter. 
And so they would ask me, am I pregnant? And I'd be like, no, I don't, I don't think I'm pregnant. So I'd have to take a pregnancy test. I wasn't pregnant. And I knew already, like, I'm not taking care of my body. Mm. And um, I feel like I need to my nose. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. Hey, Ryan, um, we're going to have to do a little splice and dice. So we're going to go back to the point where she starts from saying, um, I just had a binge. We're going to do the whole binge eating moment again. And then can you cut it from there and then patch it and then delete all of the nose bit? Thank you. <laughs> Please go ahead. <laughs> so I was, um, I was trying to lose weight. I was consistently gaining weight and I didn't know why my body wasn't reacting to, you know, what I was doing. Right. And I mm. just had this binge I, I like ate so much food because I was starving. I was trying to do everything I knew like in my wheelhouse to lose weight, to get my body on board. And it was not working. And I remember sitting in the bathroom and I was just, I, I felt so much guilt. I felt so bad. And I was, mm. I was like 24. Okay. And I, I, I felt like the Holy spirit told me like, you can nourish your body. You, you can care for yourself. And I was like, like, I can nourish my body. I can nourish my body. Like mind blown, mind right. blown literally overnight. And I remember feeling that and, and knowing that that did not come from me, that, that, that was something else, you know, like, I just, I just knew God was telling me like, Brittany, you can nourish your body. Like mm. you, you can do this. You can care for your body. And I ran with it and I have not looked back. And not only, not only that, <laughs> after I started nourishing my body, my body got back into balance. My mm. menstrual cycle started again. Um, I mean, I started running outside, like picking up my daughter from her preschool and then going for a run after work outside and seeing my body just function being well, not from a diet pill, not from mm. a tea, not from, it was like, it was this trust I began to build with myself, just caring for myself, just nourishing my body. And then after that time went by, it was about probably a year and a half. I got pregnant with my twin girls. And I remember thinking to myself, I never even trusted my body to digest food. And now I have to carry two babies. And I have to trust that my body's going to do this. Mm. And it was this moment, I mean, that whole pregnancy, it was just like watching my body do the things it was supposed to do. And I feel like I just had this time where I just got to like rebuild trust and, you know, follow through with caring for myself and, 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 and know that I could just nourish my body. I know it seems so simple, but there's so many women going through life who are not taking care of themselves. Mm -hmm. It's easier to buy a pill. It's easier to try the next diet because they feel like the power is outside of themselves. And 
and they feel like they're wrong. Their bodies are wrong. Their bodies don't work correctly like everyone else. And having weight issues in your youth and you see everyone else around you in better shape, as a child, your first thought is, oh, something's wrong with me. Right. And so those those kinds of thoughts become your root thoughts as you're an adult, as you're a mother, mm. right? And I I feel so blessed that I was able to spend that time just like loving my body, understanding my body, feeling safe to put nutrients into my body. And I saw how like, I mean, there was moments where I would want to like binge and just eat all the things and lose control because I never felt, um, I've always had, I had that diet mentality. So when I would eat like, say a slice of cake, I would need to eat the whole cake because who knows when I'm going to have cake again. And so feast or famine for like literally. Yeah. So my brain was like conditioned to those Mm. patterns, but then I realized, well, if I want another slice of cake, maybe it means that my body just needs more nourishment. And so then I would like, oh, what's my favorite vegetables? What's my favorite, like, what's my favorite fruits? Like, what's my favorite protein rest protein shake recipe that tastes tastes better than a cake because I know it's giving me all the things I need, right? Like I start seeing food in this different way. And mm-hmm. as I started pouring that nourishment in, I just saw like this relief, like all of a sudden it's like, wait, okay. Like, you know, and you're no longer putting yourself in that spiral of feast and famine. Mm. And, um, you're no longer getting all that shame and that guilt that, that you would, that you would get from having those experiences of binging and on off dieting. Right. And, and so, so I was able to see just the power of nourishment. Okay. So that became everything that I speak. It's how I parent my children, right. Mm -hmm. Around food, nourishing their body, because it's the one thing that never changes. You have to nourish your body, your body needs um needs its mother's milk or formula like it it's not like you can't give a baby twinkies and be like okay develop you know what i mean like and as women like our bodies are these powerhouses we're making babies we have hormones we're we're taking care of our families and we're doing all of these things and there's so many women that are just like barely eating or afraid to eat or eating a lot of the foods that are creating that much more inflammation, making it hard for their bodies to lose weight. And it's like, okay, let's just get into a state of being well and taking care of ourselves. So um, I know I kind of, no, <laughs> I no. so passionate. No, 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 it's, listen, listen, listen. Um, I, I, I always say this every episode, like I'm here as a host, but I'm also here as like, I just like to take it all in because it's a really, I like to drop a bomb and then run away as it is, as it were, like, like this is exactly the point because these are the depths of conversations that we need to be having in terms yes. of normalizing. I know, I know you talked about like being teased for your form, 
like your bum and stuff, like normalizing parts of our culture, normalizing the conversations, normalizing what we see as being healthy. Now, like normalizing the fact that a lot of people don't understand, and it's not a criticism, it's just true. A lot of people don't understand the functions of nutrition. So in many cases, to your point, finding a pill, finding a tea is a supplement, pun intended, to actually learning and being de- like independent and it's once again this inbuilt reliance and and there was and something that you said that was so critical about the mindset of somebody who is different seeming like they um they're the problem if everybody else looks like fine like so whereas for me my story is my story is completely different and I was talking I was I sat down and I, I really thought about this I was I was sick then my whole life and and like and then after being sick thin then I could like I got I mean I was a size zero probably till the age of about 23 24 then went up to a size two and then like having my first child was fine got pregnant put on 25 kilos lost 35 kilos was fine without doing anything the hard part was having a second child at 35 and being so stubborn about two things one that your body talks to you differently at this point post child and your po- like and your 35 plus and it was this part about i felt annoyed at having to work out or having to do something more to keep my figure so I just didn't do anything because I was annoyed. I was annoyed that I had to do this. I didn't want to do it. I was like, no, I don't want to do it. I should be able to. I've always been able to eat what I want. And I prided myself. And this is this is the other part of the narrative, which is food does become a form of um, currency or your relationship or your ability. I was bullied to a certain point for being thin and eating a lot. But I also then prided myself on being able to eat anything and everything and not putting on weight, right? it's the but then you get to this point and your body goes uh no and to your point the first thing you think is well there's something not right here because it's not that nothing's right what is it that you're eating because you can't eat like a 25 year old anymore number one <laughs> number two nothing body career nothing comes without it doesn't have to be hard work but nothing comes without work Nothing comes without research. Nothing comes without knowledge. And it was for me taking that step back and going, okay, now that I'm listening to my body and I'm looking at the fact of hormones and I'm going into this deep and looking at when my body might need more potassium, when it might need more avocado, the the, the oils that go with the, the lunar, like, is it the lunar period, this period, that period, all these different phases. When you start to kind of really, as you said, look at yourself in a different way, and the goal isn't weight loss because that happens as a byproduct of you nourishing your body. But when you prioritize your health and you prioritize how you want to feel, the rest comes. You go do the exercise because the exercise gives you the endorphins. And it's not then about, I have to go to the gym. And you, you, you're like, yeah, man. I'm going to the gym because it makes me feel good. And guess what? I don't want to undo that. But if I also want to eat a pizza, I'm going to eat a pizza. <laughs> I might not eat a pizza 
every single day. But if I'm going to, if I want it, I'm going to have it. And I think this nourishment part is listening to your body. Cause actually, if you listen, when you said, what do I, what's my favorite fruit? What kind of smoothies do I like? What favorite proteins with your body tells you what it wants. It's just sharpening your ears to be able to hear and having someone you or a book or whatever to articulate and guide you to that to say have you ever noticed that maybe just before your period you're craving meat or the first couple of days you're craving meat it doesn't or craving protein it doesn't necessarily have to be a meat protein or chocolate (laughs) right do you know all of all of these things it's not just that you have a sweet tooth there's there's something going on the question is what can you use to feed that need it doesn't always have to be something bad it when I say bad you know what I mean trans fat heavy or whatever like or it might be but you know it's 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 recognizing that that giving your body what it wants and needs is also you have to train it to know you have to train you have to train your palate you have to train your nose and all of that happens and then it all comes together Yes. Yes. Do you want to talk about it? Yes, of course. Go on. Go on. So, okay. So for anyone who's going to listen further, if you, if if there's anything, this is me also in my happy place. I have spent a long, many, many years just because it fascinates, I did biology at school, but it fascinates me. Um, and it fascinates me for many reasons. The palate fascinates me because I'm a hardcore foodie. Foodie, (laughs) right. Like literal hardcore foodie cook, bake, wine woman like all of that to me so like palate and sensory is really important to me I saw I suffer from something called irritable bowel syndrome so it's also that part of like what is it that I can eat and what what are my stomach triggers what does Mm -hmm. it all comes together so for me this is like a really important part of not just consuming the food but enjoying the food yeah because you should right right so so okay so I'm gonna bring it back just a little bit when you said I'm not 25 anymore I can't eat whatever I want right God, hit that's, me, actually, hit me. <laughs> that's actually a common thought for a lot of people okay but you have to think about it I had weight issues in my youth right so I never had the thought that I can't like, oh, I'm not 25 anymore. I can't do that. Right. So 25 for me was better. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's girls that like I went to school with and they were thin in high school, but then you see, because they never built that foundational pillar of nourishing their body. Mm. And then as they got older, maybe they didn't have the same schedule. Maybe they were more sedentary. Maybe their hormones fluctuated. Maybe they weren't playing all the sports, right? Mm. Or Mm. what have you. And then it's like, wait, I can't just eat whatever I want. Right? So so this is for every single body. Nourishment is the Mm. standard. Okay. Nourishment is the standard. And so we're either going to learn this young or we're going to learn this older, but we got to learn it. We got to learn it. And if the sooner we learn it for ourselves, the sooner we're able to implement that 
in our family lives and just be a model of those behaviors for our children, mm. creating nourishment as the foundational pillar of our lives. And so if nourishment is the standard, right? And you're pouring nutrients into your body daily, you're understanding your body, you're having a level of awareness of, of the needs, because this is all rejuvenation, right? Mm. The more, okay, so, so I, right now culture gets kind of weird when you talk about healthy and unhealthy foods, but the reality is like me studying nutritional therapy is if you're eating foods that are loaded with toxins and inflammatory foods, okay, when you're digesting those foods, they create something called free radicals, right? Mm -hmm. Free radicals in the body. And so if you don't have enough nourishment in your body, it pulls from your body, right? Because it has to like, it has to like balance out, right? If you're putting all these free radicals in, it kind of has to detoxify and, you know, get that stuff out of your body because it's like a toxin, mm -hmm. right? So one thing that I implemented with my children is like, yeah, you could have, like, you could have the desserts, you could have the things, right? But are you getting fruits and veggies in? Because your body needs that because you're eating this. So, so it's going to be looking for those fruits and veggies because, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it's not, it's, the like the the desserts and all the other stuff it's not pouring nourishment in right so your body's going to be looking for you know those vitamins those minerals right and if you don't have it it's going to pull from your body okay so you that's how you get deficiencies and mm. there's people who are overweight but they're malnourished right how is that Right? right. How is that? Right. It's because they don't have nutrients into their body. And so what's so important is understanding that there's just a baseline standard of taking care of yourself. Okay. Mm. And then there's the good time. Right. Okay. And so that's what I've been able to implement and, and in weight loss mastery in my program that I teach and what has helped me have freedom with food. Like we start off nourishing the body. That's the base pillar. Right? right in the program okay but then there's something that's going to happen as you start having to nourish your body you're going to have a lot of thoughts about nourishing your body you'd be surprised you don't actually want to nourish your body <laughs> right you want you want the thing that tastes good you want the thing that's quick you want the thing that's going to relieve maybe some emotions mm. you you want to be able to cope with food like and and when you want to cope you're not like oh let me grab a salad i'm so sad right you're like where's oh, give me some fried cream? chicken <laughs> right I, 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 like, I, love, I love how we both went i went fried chicken you went you went ice cream right you, 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 <laughs> right like what the heck you naturally want mm. these foods that are going, going to create like some type of comfort or create like some dopamine or some mm. something in the brain right so you have to, you have to be able to look at your thoughts, what you're thinking about when you're eating, if you want to be able to form that habit. Okay. Right. And so we make it very uncomfortable for ourselves to have those healthy habits. We, we make it about restriction and sacrifice. That's how dieting is talked about. Like, how hard can you go? Like, you know what I mean? It's like these, these like strict mentalities. And what if it was just like, okay, what, like what I say to my kids, like before I leave to the grocery store, what's, what, what, that's, what's your favorite fruits and vegetables that you want me to get? And then they tell me, 
and then they eat them, right? Like, like how are, how are we addressing the fact that we should be nourishing our bodies? So coming from someone who had an eating disorder was even overweight with an eating disorder. Mm. I had to really look at, okay, what are my thoughts about taking care of my body? Why has it been so horrible and sacrificial and like, I'm missing out on something. It's like one day I'm dieting, one day I'm binging, I'm binging, like what's going on. And so I had to create this love for taking care of, of myself, like this love around food. Cause I love food. Right. So it doesn't make sense for me to be eating bland food. Like yeah. I love, right. I love sweets. So it doesn't make sense for me to be like, I'm never eating sugar again. I can never have anything sweet. Instead. It was like, well, how can I have both? Right. Right. And so once I started looking at it like that, I, I started gaining my power back. Food stopped, stopped disempowering me because it's mm. like, okay, well, I could sweeten my food with stevia when I want something sweet. Right. Um, I can eat like a full nourishing meal and feel amazing. And if I would like dessert, well, I can make that dessert lower carb by not putting a ton of sugar and maybe learning a recipe that is healthier, but does all the things, right? It's probably going to be more decadent. It's going to have that, the, the fine chocolate, right? Not like the chocolate that's marketed. You know what I mean? On the stands, right? I'm going to have like more decadence and, and richness and, all these different things. So you start seeing food and you're like, wait, I can nourish my body and pretty much eat all the things my taste buds loves. It's just me learning how to do it in a way that's pouring into my body rather than stripping away from my body. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that love part's really important because just from a most cultures that are familial centered love is expressed through food it doesn't necessarily mean it's expensive yeah. but it's, it's it's food that gives you all the things that you need and I think it's that part around self-love and it's it's this really weird one that is a I think it's that part of there is a healthy way to lose weight and maintain it and it has to be anchored in a loving relationship with yourself or you want to build that with yourself because you're trying to get to the healthiest you not you're trying to be a size two or a size zero but this is yeah. a this is about you building building the foundations of just love love for yourself love for your family yeah because food is that like I will never understand people who only see food as fuel. Like food is food is my first love. I walked for food as a child, like literally. When other girls were talking about boys during puberty, I was talking about food. Like <laughs> my mom will verify. It's like food is everything. If you know when they talk about love languages, my love language is I will cook for you. That it and bake for you. That is my love language. So for me, food Aww. is is the bit like yeah. sorting the ingredients, knowing knowing about food combinations one of the books that I bought in case anyone's interested it's called uh it's called a food thesaurus because I like weird com I like unusual combinations of things and it's like you know if you make a chocolate cake and you use beetroot the beetroot intensifies the taste of the chocolate and oh. it gives it gives it uh you know a deeper 
a deeper flavor and a deeper richness. So if you had like a normal chocolate recipe, you can take out half of the chocolate, add beetroot, and it just adds depth and an earthiness to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also the color. So then it's a way to kind of avoid food coloring if you want to do something like a Bordeaux color red velvet cake. Anyway, me and my randomness. But the point is, is that like I take food really seriously. Yeah. <laughs> And, and you wouldn't want to miss that part of you. No. Because you want to live healthier, right? right? Like you wouldn't want the things that make you you to be missing from your life because that fills your day. That that That's how you bond. That's how you show love, right? And there's a lot of people who are trying to go on diets, right? And all they've known is just cooking whatever, whenever, eating whatever, right? Chicken and, breast and- with with chicken breast with no yeah. salt and a bit of pepper and then fr- throwing some dressing on it on a salad it that's looks- so depressing just tell- just, is- just thinking about it makes me go huh. i promise you i'm making oven baked fried chicken i'm making gumbo i'm making collard <laughs> greens like we are eating in this house okay i love i love all kinds of foods i love filipino food like i love to eat food and i appreciate food and me and my husband we're 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 foodies like we're like oh where are we going right but one thing that we do it's it, i i talked about this in a podcast episode recently like when we go out to eat we pay attention to how we feel after we go to that restaurant, right? Like, cause your body's going to kind of tell you like, Oh, is that a go-to? Is that a, is that a common place for us to go to? Or is this a once in a while thing? Listen, you know what I mean? Cause I, you, you know, I feel you have- like, I feel like it's, I don't know. I feel like it's, I, I, this is a, I feel like it's a really black thing as well. Cause I think of every conversation when I come at a restaurant and you're like, Oh man, mm-mm. That didn't, they, you know, you just, nah, nah, that did that that didn't that didn't sit I right, didn't you know. That, right. that did I didn't feel. And then you and then you go back again to check: is it the food that didn't sit right, or is it just? And then you go back again. You know what? I don't know why I came back here because the first time you talk, like you talk about it, but it's mad how you can talk about it and still ignore mm-hmm. it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's that listening to that voice of, yeah, your body's telling you that this type of food or this restaurant doesn't agree doesn't make you feel good. So don't go back, like, if the second time it happens, don't go back a third time. I beg you don't. Yeah. And, and believe me, I've got I've done this four, five, six times the same place. The food's <laughs> been good and I've gone, oh, I feel sick. And to the point where, and I've done it so recently, to the point where my husband's gone to me one time. Every time we go there, your stomach hurts afterwards. Why are we still go? oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. You're like, well, okay. it tastes good. But no, it doesn't make you feel yeah. good. Yeah. And so it's things like, it's just really, it's things like that. But in weight loss mastery, like I was talking about the nourishment pillar after, after we've spent time working with the thoughts, building the habit of nourishing the body, we move to the precision pillar. Right. And this is what you're talking about, about eating less calories. Right. And this is the part where I learned as a bikini competitor, and this is what gets you shredded. But you're going to have so many thoughts about not overeating, right? You're going to have thoughts about um, choosing different foods that better fit, you know, your, your dietary needs or what have you. And so in weight loss mastery, it's like you're learning how to master your mind and the development of the habit catered to you specifically, 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Because you can't have success doing what this person did and that person did because like me, I'm a chocolate lover. Okay. I've never given up chocolate. Even when I was stepping on stage shredded, I was making um, low carb peanut butter cups <laughs> made out of protein powder. Right. And I remember when I made that recipe, I was in my kitchen and you have to think about it. Like I, the, for the four years prior, I was healing my body, you know, the nourishment, mm-hmm. taking care of myself, getting reacquainted with food. I remember being in the kitchen, making those peanut butter cups. And I was like, I just hacked my life. Like, I know how to win. Like, I can do this. I can do this. I'm going to trophy. Here I come. I could have peanut butter cups. What? Like, and I could get, it's a wrap. That once I, once that hit me, like, wait, Brittany, you could have the, like, you have to know when I was in high school, the way I would stop myself from eating peanut butter cups, I would buy them and I would throw them in my room. And I hid them from myself. And then one day I'd be cleaning my room. <laughs> one day I'd be cleaning my room and I'd find a Reese's and I'd be like, oh, I guess I get to have it. It's a Reese's. Find us, keep us. <laughs> right? Like that's literally how I would mind trick myself to not eat like my favorite candy. Mm. And then one day I realized, wait, I could have both. Okay, capital B. Uh, right, right. This is me. I got it. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. Game changer. Game changer. Right. And you know something about this precision thing? I think like I I always laugh because Americans have the reputation of being like in Europe, going to a restaurant, and being like, "Can I have? Can I have like?" the duck a l'orange without the orange without the this without the duck without the duck skin blah 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 yeah and then everyone's like do you just want a salad no 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 I just want exactly like that Hmm. yeah just like that Uh right but I think there's this precision part is also about being comfortable and confident in other people questioning your choices and feeling comfortable and confident when you go into a restaurant and you're like can I replace this with you know usually it might be instead of having mashed potatoes can I have french fries but now it might be instead of having this can I have key do you have quinoa do you have orzo do you have whatever um and that is a hard psychological thing to go through because not everybody is supportive of the journey of you being particular and mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a mindset overcome to be like this is what I have to do for me I'm not trying to inconvenience you and it's your business over there but it's very difficult from a social perspective and I think that sometimes you know through a lot of the books that I've read as well a lot of people once they start to go into shred mode and healthy mode they feel as though they can no longer be social for fear of being judged if they drink the low-cal or alcohol-free beer or they drink like a white wine spritzer or they say do you know what instead I used to drink the bottle but today I'm just gonna have one glass all of these social interactions and once again I like the word anchoring it's so much about anchoring who you're trying to be and where you're trying to get to and that has to be more important than what other people's opinions might be because this as you said it's not for anybody else it's for you and your journey Yes. Yes. So true. And you know what? Like my husband used to give me a hard time because 
I would order like so, so crazy when we would go out. And that's before I, um, you know, was healed from my eating mm-hmm. issues, right? So because of that, and I understand how that can be very hard to understand for someone that is trying to lose weight and keep it off and they don't have that, maybe they don't have that confidence to order like that. Right. And, 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 that, and that's fine. Everyone's going to be different. So in the precision phase, what we do is like the first week or two, um, I help my clients understand portion sizes. That's why it's precision, right? So when you're competing, you're weighing every single morsel of food. I would have to weigh every single morsel of food. And that does create a very strict mindset. But when you're a competitor, you're different. You're an athlete. You're getting on stage to compete for having the best shape, Mm. right? In, in whatever division you're in. And this is not everyday life. This isn't everyday life. So I don't teach it that way, right? Mm. Because they're not competitors, they're moms and they're living their lives. So we spend about two weeks of them just being able to understand food portions. So precision is just understanding food portions that serve your body and your needs, right? Mm. After you've been in the nourishment phase and you've built all your favorites, you're like eating all the foods you love, nourishing your body. Now it's like, well, what if we like tailor the plate to be the perfect portion size where your body just lets go away, but you're still eating all that stuff that you loved in the nourishment phase. Right. So it's like, okay, I can do that. I loved everything I was eating. I was having so much fun. Right. And now it's like, wait, I could just like me, me getting a spoon, like a tablespoon of peanut butter is better than me just, you know, you know, just eyeing it and, and putting a clump of peanut butter, like, Oh, that's peanut, that's, that's seven grams. No, it's not like you have to be able to understand a serving size because over time you're the like the third phase of weight loss mastery is called freedom because you're going to be able to live your life not weighing your food you're going to feel confident in a restaurant when you order what you want because you're you're, you're going to know what you're like what feels good to your body you're going to have a strong foundation of nourishing your body so you're not going to have that escape mindset as well as soon as you go in the restaurant where oh i'm off my diet no you can pretty much eat anything you want anytime you want right right it's just understanding your needs what feels good for your body Mm -hmm. and so in that precision pillar like after we spend a few weeks of you like weighing what a protein serving looks like for you if you had chicken or if you had steak or if you had shrimp like and you're picking things that you commonly would eat right because if you mm. go into a restaurant you're going to order what you commonly would eat right and so you start being able to visually understand what a serving is for yourself mashed potatoes like what's a serving for yourself is it this whole plate no it's probably going to be like you know a, a smaller portion size of that right but you're going to be able to have that that visual ability of knowing precisely what fits for your body, what makes your body feel good, what doesn't put you in that spiral of um, shame and guilt and, and, and just feeling like self-loathe and and lethargy, like all those things. Right. And then after you go through that second phase, you're in the precision pillar, you go into freedom and freedom is where you learn how to move things around. So you could 
do whatever you want. You go on vacation. If you want tacos, if you want alcohol, if you like, you have to know like, okay, well, yeah, I have, I, you know, I didn't have carbs for breakfast. So tonight, you know, I'm going to have this, or, you know, you're able to understand your body because at the end of the day, nourishment is the standard, right? right. Macronutrients is our body's um, you know, our, our fuel sources. Right. And so if you go over a certain amount of carbs, you'll see your body's going to hold water a little more. So as you start just learning your body, you start feeling so good that you want to listen to your body. You, 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 you're just being the person caring for herself, you know, and you just so happen to have lost weight, built these amazing habits and you're just navigating life and you understand your mind you've spent time to create new thoughts Mm -hmm. understanding you know maybe your coping mechanisms your thought patterns and all this stuff so you are just you're just moving in in freedom and that's why it's called weight loss mastery because you're mastering yourself being the person that cares for herself I feel like that's a mouthful. No, no, like, like I was gonna say, I feel like that's just a mic drop. Like, I there is, I was gonna say that you know, there's nothing, nothing further, Your Honor. Like, (laughs) but this is it. This is exactly what we need. This is exactly what is needed. Because embracing our, like, I don't even know what to call it, our, our femininity, our womanliness, whatever you want to call it, means embracing hormones, but means getting to know your body. And yeah. that and 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 that takes an acute ear and it takes acute listening. And there is no, sh- there are no shortcuts. Mm-hmm. So my final question for you is, if you want anybody, mm-hmm. aside from, sorry, you have to tell everybody where they can follow you. Tell them, you know, where they should sign up to something. Um, what else? And what would you like any, everyone to take away? What would you like our audience to take away? Okay, that's the last one, right? That's so, the last one, the last one, okay. but this is our last one. Okay, so um, so you can follow me on Instagram at Weight Warrior Woman and on Facebook at Weight Warrior Woman. Um, you go to Weight Warrior Woman, www.weightwarriorwoman.com and I have some amazing free resources available. I have the ultimate seven day reset that comes with four coaching audios and it's completely free to help you build the mindset of being on track of, of not having that on and off diet mindset. Um, I have the free cravings bundle where it teaches you how to reduce your cravings naturally and the control you have to empower you with food. And, um, the one, Oh, and don't forget the weight warrior woman podcast check that out, check that out. Um, And so the one thing I want you to take away from this episode is that you can nourish your body and care for yourself. It's the same thought that has created this lifestyle of freedom and health and wellness that I have. And it literally set me free of being in bondage with food and feeling disempowered anytime I was around food. And you know, if, if you're having any type of issue with caring for your body, don't be afraid to get help because the better you understand yourself, the better you are going to be. Thank you. There's nothing more to say. Thank you so you're much. I, I really appreciate you being here. It has been amazing. Thank you. Um, everyone, you know where to find me, Instagram at Leanne MM on um 
TikTok, Leanne Meyer, and then LinkedIn, where I hang out on a daily basis. So um, thank you so much, Britt. It has been phenomenal. And yeah, watch this space is all I can say to our audience. Goodbye. Thank you so much. Bye.